Hello and welcome to Leave Your Mark. I'm your host, Scott Livingston, and this is where I explore the influences that have shaped the lives of our incredible guests. These are the stories of lives worth talking about. Follow me on Twitter, Built by Scott, and Instagram at King O'Kane, or link up with me on my Facebook fan page, Scott G. Livingston. My goal is to empower and inspire a community of people who take every opportunity to live a high-performing life. Before I get started on today's podcast, I want to take a moment to connect you with my sponsor, ReconditioningHQ.com. Seven years ago, Jamie and I set out to answer a question. Can you integrate the worlds of therapy and performance so that they work together for the benefit of the client? We knew that if we could create something truly tangible that was inclusive instead of exclusive, it would allow you, the practitioner, to solve more problems, work with purpose instead of a cross-purpose, and in the end, you would earn more income by working smarter, not harder being fulfilled, and sought after for your solutions. After creating reconditioning and witnessing the change of so many professionals' lives and practices, we knew still there was one more ingredient we needed to make it a bulletproof process. For so many years, the brain and central nervous system were not clearly understood. There were a lot of theories and interesting practices, but the research just wasn't there to support the claims. But in the last 10 to 15 years, the world of neurology has come out of the laboratory into the world of real application. We knew this was the missing piece of our process, bringing the current practices of applied neurology into the empowering practice of reconditioning. Introducing Neuro Reconditioning, the R-Pro series, four steps, one mission, to make you the neuro reconditioning professional everyone wants to work with. If you haven't started yet, it all starts out with our signature course, R1 Foundations. R1 is about learning the building blocks of assessing and improving functional movement through the lens of applied neurology. Maybe you've taken the first step, but that's a bit like being a freshman in a college. You've only just begun. R2 Designs empowers the process even further so you can assess and improve any human movement, understand the visual and vestibular system, and then integrate your work into performance programming and return to performance. Both of these courses are completely online experiences, so you can digest everything from the comfort of your home, hotel, plane, or office. But knowing that there is so much value in trying, doing, and living the experience with us by your side, our new R3 Collab is about you experiencing the full power of the process in a living lab. Troubleshooting your issues, fixing your problems in real time, and gaining real confidence in the process, as well as learning how the brain integrates and manages everything we do. Finally, our R4 mentorship is about exposing your knowledge, refining your approach, and learning through a powerful feedback process so you can be a reconditioning professional everyone wants to work with. For more information on all our course offerings, including our landmark personal development program, Empower You, please check out reconditioninghq.com today and use the coupon code LYM50 for $50 off any one of our course offering. If maximum strength, injury prevention, and performance enhancement are important to you, Isofit's all-new Maximum Strength Kit is an absolute must add addition to your arsenal. Requiring less than seven square feet of space, Isofit's cost-saving design provides over 2,000 pounds of resistance for millions of isometric-based strength exercise. Made from cold-rolled Canadian steel, Isofit's Maximum Strength Kit is the world's first performance product dedicated to maximizing isometric strength, peak isometric force, and maximum isometric endurance strength. Since 2015, Isofit strength products have proudly strengthened and stabilized athletes in the NFL, NBA, NLB, NHL, and UFC. Pre-sale pricing is on now. 
Order yours today at www.isofitmsk.ca. That's isofit with a PH. Remember to use the discount code Leave Your Mark to save 15% on your purchase. Shipping February 2022. Matrix Fitness has been the longest standing sponsor of the Leave Your Mark podcast. Greg Lawler, the Vice President of Business Development, reached out to me over a year and a half ago to say that he felt we had a common vision for human performance, something bigger than just helping people physically perform better. Their mission aligns with my mission, the idea that by creating the fertile soil for everyone and anyone to start or continue their personal performance journey, we will be here to help you do it. Matrix is one of the biggest brands in fitness and performance equipment today, but they are more than that. They are about helping you reach higher, explore your possibilities, and stay in the game, whatever your chosen path. Whatever you need, whether that is to buy equipment, rent equipment, or seek consultation, or simply recognize the possibilities, Greg and his team at Matrix are here to help you. You can find them at teamupwithmatrix.com today. Everyone struggles with the challenges of life on a daily basis. You're not alone. But if you're like most people, you feel alone, even when you're in a great relationship or a good work environment, because it's so hard to honestly reflect on your insecurities and obstacles with the people that you love or serve. After all, everyone wants to present themselves as being on it, prepared, ready to meet the challenges of life head on. But you know that's not how you always feel inside. Do you sometimes feel as though just having someone to bounce your ideas off of would be something you needed? Maybe you wish you just had someone who would listen to you so you could vent without the fear of judgment. The LYM Life Lab is about real mentorship. It's about me listening to you, connecting, empathizing, realizing, and reflecting so you can make better decisions, create your own change, and live a life of fulfillment and joy. It's not about living the perfect life. It's about living a better life. One you design, craft, explore, and experience within a safe place of objective perspective and honesty but no judgment. In the coming weeks, I will be opening this program up to an exclusive group of people, people who want to see real change in their lives and are willing to work towards real growth. This isn't a program for everyone, but if you're up for the challenge, you'll want to pay close attention to how to be included in this powerful experience. Stay tuned in the coming weeks for how you can be an instigator of your own change. Hello and welcome to the Leave Your Mark podcast. I'm Scott Livingston, your host, and this is a solo session during the Christmas holidays of 2021. We are close to converting into 2022, and I'm sure there are many people listening who are looking forward to getting another year of this pandemic under our belt and moving into the next year. For those of you who've had a great year and are celebrating, uh, wonderful, happy for you and glad things are going well. For those of you who have been struggling, um, again, uh, hopefully happier times are ahead of you and that the this crossing of that so-called river Uh, of the year. Uh, New Year's Eve will uh, provide you with some solace and some um, sense of where you're going. And that's kind of the nature of this conversation is I was struck yesterday by the passing of a film legend in Quebec, Jean-Marc Vallée, who, uh, who has done many 
significant films, and it's ironic because uh, I was in Mexico recently for my vacation. I was lucky enough to squeeze one in between two waves of this pandemic. And I was listening to Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights, which uh, I didn't get to really talk a lot about uh, or didn't spend a lot of time talking about on my podcast where I talked about things I learned on that vacation. But uh, I would recommend it as a book to uh, to anybody. Uh, Matthew is an interesting uh, writer and he reads it. If you do it, I would do the audio book because he reads it and brings a little bit more of the flavor of his life. But he was actually talking about his work with Jean-Marc, uh, specifically on the movie da- Dallas Buyers Club, which um, for which he won, uh, Matthew won uh, an Academy Award. And I'm not absolutely certain if Jean-Marc won something for that or was uh, obviously up for an award uh, as a director uh, of that film. But um Matthew talked a lot about uh, Jean-Marc's work and bringing that project to him and them working together on the project. And it's actually kind of ironic that I was just listening to that only a few months ago. And obviously, I don't know Jean-Marc, uh, know of his uh, his celebrity and his work and the things that he's done in, in Quebec, where I'm from uh, or live. He is uh, somewhat of a film legend, so... For him to pass yesterday suddenly um, at 58 years old, which is the same age as me, and that's, I guess, why I was struck in some ways, because I guess certain certain of these stories, they hit you in a certain way, and it's usually because you can relate to that uh, age or situation or circumstance, and so the age really struck me, and, you know, he was up at his cottage, apparently, and from what I'm hearing, suffered a heart attack um, suddenly. And so a lot of things unexpected to anyone who who's listening who perhaps knew him or knew of him, I feel um, I would send my condolences to all of you and the family, etc. This is a very difficult time, I'm sure. And the reason, you know, I bring it up is uh, it just reminds me of my own mortality at 58. You, It's funny when you reach a certain age, you start to think about the reality that you have probably less years on this earth ahead of you than you have spent on the earth. And maybe that's why, you know, hitting 50 is kind of a, a bit of a watershed that way in some ways and, and also tends to create contemplation in people and thought about, you know, what are they doing, where are they going, all that kind of stuff, which I self-admit I've gone through in the last uh, few years myself. Um, but it sort of leads me back to uh, a loss I suffered um, when I was young. And for those of you who are younger and, you know, the these don't contemplate your mortality very often, um, sometimes there are things that, you know, come into your windscreen that create that thought process or or reveal um, things you never really thought about. When I was 18, I lost uh, a very good friend of mine in a car accident. His name was Dave Rao, and uh, David uh, was very close to a group of friends of mine. Um, we were all, you know, those years uh, in high school, uh, I was just talking to my wife, Jamie, about that the other day, that, uh, you know, 
after high school and you know possibly college to a degree university can be the there are these periods of time where you spend uh, an awful lot of time with your friends uh, far more than you do post graduation uh, simply because of the framework of of how you live and in high school certainly you're there in school every day you're hanging every day with uh, each other you're spending the summers together you're playing uh, games sports activities so and you go to each other's houses and you spend a lot of time with one another so you really do get to know as well as one can know somebody else um, very deeply uh, and you experience a lot of things together uh, but you also are living in your teenage years in this kind of sense that you're indestructible and uh, I remember losing my friend at 18 and recognizing that I am destructible and uh, he was a mountain of a guy at that time he was at least 6'5", Dave was at the time, might have been even 6'6". Six, six. He was a basketball player, uh, quarterback, great athlete, uh, good human being. His brother actually was younger than him, went on to play uh, high-level university football in Canada as a defensive end. And Kent, and if you're listening, Kent, uh, you know, owed to your bro a little bit, but... Uh, Great athlete and um, just a great friend. And, and it sort of struck me and my friends at the time about our, you know, that, that we were not indestructible and we had been living the usual high school life, doing crazy stuff, uh, things that when I look back, and I'm sure all of us can look back and say, geez, you know, that that was a moment where if I'd turned right instead of left, uh, who knows what would have happened. And I guess I was reminded of that same mortality a few years ago now when I uh, lost a colleague who was uh, 40 years old at the time, very um, suddenly of a heart attack as well. Uh, great community guy, um, uh, great professional in the uh, industry of therapy in Montreal. And just uh, out of the blue, you know, we heard that he had passed away. So again, was struck at that moment about, uh, you know, and I was, I believe, somewhere close to 50 at the time. So I guess that was a bit of precipitator of my own thought processes uh, as well. And, um, you know, when I hear what happened to Jean-Marc and I'm 58, then I start wondering, you know, am I, what's, what's the legacy I've created and how much time do I have and am I doing everything that I can do? And I think we often have those conversations with ourselves. Uh, are we doing all that we can do or are we being all that we can be? And, you know, it's, it's funny, um, you know, I put uh, as my post uh, today for this podcast, uh, the Shawshank Redemption um, quote, you you either have one of two choices, get busy living or get busy dying. So, you know, do you choose to explore and live and do all that you can do or are you choosing the other path and slowly, you know, walking towards uh, the sunset? And um, it's just, you know, I guess if the podcast um, provides any reflection point it's to ask yourself you know are you running towards your dreams and the things that you want to do or are you running away from things that you are fearful of or um, you know worry that something's not going to work out or it's not going to happen and um, 
And so therefore you contemplate all the bad stuff and, and it stops you from doing all the good stuff. And it's funny too, uh, this week we, um, my, my wife, Jamie bought this really cool game by uh, George, uh, um, Kiyosaki, I think it's George Kiyosaki, um, who wrote the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and um, he uh, created a book, uh, a game, board game, to sort of get people to uh, understand a little bit more financial literacy and whether you agree with all the principles and, and belief systems that uh, he has espoused. Uh, you know, the bottom line of it is really, uh, you know, you've got to go out and create. Um, mechanisms to create and generate passive income for yourself if you're just going to work for someone and uh you know for the dollar uh for life that's you know you're living in that rat race on a daily basis so we bought the the game one to challenge ourselves but also to challenge our daughter to uh, become a little bit more financially literate as well and uh, it's we've played it three or four times now and it's been an eye-opener for both my wife and I and for our daughter to learn more about finances she's 13 and we want her to understand more but I segue into that simply because it um it again reminds you of, uh, are you doing all that you can do to be the best that you can be? Um, and this past two years, uh, and I started the podcast today with this idea of, you know, moving into 2022, we all feel that the pandemic has kind of put an asterisk on these past two years, uh, on the things that maybe we could do or wanted to accomplish. And I think that asterisk comes because, everything that we had habitually become comfortable with or expected in our lives, whether it was the consistency of social interaction or the comfort of walking into a space with uh, no mask and no consideration of other people's personal space, so to speak, um, or our own, uh, I think we've become far more aware of that now because we've been asked to distance ourselves and to wear a mask and to be in public spaces where that interactivity has been confined and constrained, uh, especially when it comes to facial recognition, like uh, what, what somebody else does with their face. And if you've... Uh, done any of uh, reading or or recent uh, discovery around the idea of, you know, how we communicate, a large percentage of how we communicate is both tonality and um, facial, facial expression and, uh, and or body language. So um, I think one of the things that's been a challenge for a lot of people in this period has been these, this idea that we can't, um, really see what the other person is expressing on their face. And so we don't know whether they're mad, sad, glad. Uh, We can't recognize that in the person across from us. Uh, And so a lot of this last period of two years with the pandemic has been extraordinarily um, destabilizing for a lot of people in a myriad of different ways. And it's challenged us 
And some of us have recognized the opportunity in it, and some of us have struggled with finding the opportunity in it or finding our way in it. Um, And I don't know uh, who you are as a listener and if you are on either side of that, but most certainly it has um, been an enlightening period of time and continues to be. And when we come back to this, you know, what I started with, with my mortality and the idea that I'm recognizing that, I mean, we've lost a lot of people uh, due to this pandemic, whether it was actually caused by the disease or by the extenuating circumstances of the disease, uh, people who didn't get certain treatments or um, certain services, medical or the like, that could have maybe saved them. So you may have been somebody who suffered from that or suffered a loss. And so, again, it's struck you in your own mortality how quickly life can change. And I guess that's my overreaching message of this pod is that life can change very quickly. Uh, It did for me when I was 18, when I lost my friend, I recognized that that could have been me just as easily. I could have been the person who was driving with my friend and uh, lost my life. And um, what did I do with those 18 years and, and what didn't I do? And in the same way now, uh, I could, I am the exact same age as Jean-Marc Vallée and that could happen to me uh, today, tomorrow, or in 25 or 30 years. Um, so what am I going to do today, tomorrow, and beyond to be my best self? And I uh, I basically contemplate that uh, in different ways on a daily basis. I don't know what your uh, strategies are for uh, finding your direction on a daily basis. I have learned to journal. Um, I spend some time every morning journaling and I journal to my four inspiration statements in the four quadrants of, of my life that I look at sort of for growth and development. And those are my, you know, soul and mind or spirit and mind, my relationships, uh, my craft, and the last one being my physical well-being, health, body, um, and I don't say last one because it's the least one. It's uh, one of the more important for me um, and probably the one that I do the least good job with. And I recognize that on a daily basis that it's always been my personal nemesis since I was young was, uh, and I think we all have one. I think we all have an Achilles heel or a nemesis. And I think sometimes it's there in order to, um, you know, it's the string on our balloon in some sense. I think we all need to have a little bit of a string on our balloon because if our balloon rises too quickly uh, and we get lost, um, that can be a challenge as well. Some of you listening might be that person whose balloon rose too quickly and you didn't have a string attached to it and uh, you found yourself sort of in a place uh, where you've lost perspective. And it's funny going back to that book, Green Lights, with... Uh, Matthew McConaughey, I think he talks about those moments, especially around the idea of celebrity, because celebrity is something that people don't really understand until it happens to them. And I don't speak from a place of understanding for sure, but I think a lot of people seek celebrity. And then when it occurs, uh, I recognize that it uh, is far more challenging than maybe they expected. 
And in the same way, I think we need that little string in our balloon to, to pull us back down, to make us recognize who we are and uh, what we are and, and check our ego. Um, and our ego serves us because it's the thing, it's the helium in our balloon. It's the thing that helps us rise sometimes. And so there's that yin and that yang. You need to have the, the string and you need to have a little bit of helium so your balloon will challenge towards rising instead of uh, slowly fall to the floor. Um, and that metaphor is really uh, a constant. You know, are you are you checking those things? Are you checking that the helium levels in your balloon are where they should be, and that the string is still attached? So, for me, that's what journaling is. It's a it's a moment for me to check those things, to recognize: Am I setting my direction and um, moving towards where I want to go? And and I have inspiration statements, which this time of year I I spend some time reviewing them and revising them to make sure that they actually um, inspire me. You know, you, I, I call them inspiration statements, but if they don't actually create inspiration or or make me think much, uh, that's um, <laughs> not the purpose of them. Um, so for those of you who are interested in that, I'm going to be actually dropping um, a little bit of a micro course on my Leave Your Mark website, which is called uh, the LYM Lab, lymlab.com. If you haven't gone to the website yet, check it out, please. You can find all the latest episodes there. And uh, I will be sort of starting a project in the new year called the Leave Your Mark Life Lab. And it's all about uh, crafting um, our best life, recognizing uh, where we want to go and what we want to do, and having a a group of people around us that uh, can support us in the things we want to do without judgment, uh, inclusive of myself, providing some direction and some learning insights uh, through my 58 years and hopefully will continue to go on. So I'm going to be dropping a little micro uh, kickoff course in there in the coming weeks to get people started. And it will principally talk about some of these ideas around, um, you know, journaling, inspiration statements, connecting with where you want to go, kind of a, a kickstart to the year 2022. Um, but coming back to my kind of modus operandus for this podcast was to just have that point of reflection after recognizing my own mortality that we all have to ask ourselves that question, you know, um, are we are we effectively growing towards who we want to be and it's not so much that you're supposed to know all the time. It's that you take that time to reflect from time to time in a constructive way uh, and recognize where you are. I, I akin it to, if, if you look at sort of life as a constant and continuous journey around this planet and you sort of having maps to to define that journey. And yes, I know that can be a little bit... Um, uh, kitschy in some sense, but bear with me for a second. And and in those maps, you're deciding where you want to go and what you want to explore. And I, I think the idea of planning it perfectly is a misnomer. That that just doesn't happen. Life doesn't happen that way. Uh, there are too many um, roadblocks we run into, roads that are closed, uh, you know, roads that have been washed out. Uh, 
places that have changed, et cetera, all these different things. So fundamentally, you can sort of have an idea of where you want to go and why you want to get there. But it's that understanding where you want to go and why you want to get there that is your internal question mark that sets the table for what you're going to explore. So as you go to start exploring, uh, you want to have these little micro maps that sort of tell you what you can look at and what you can't look at, what you want to do, why you want to do them. And each day is a new day in that journey and you're going to look at different things and maybe you're going to spend a little bit more time looking at this museum or that uh, monument or having a good time at this restaurant or that hotel on your journey. But fundamentally, what you should be doing every so often is sitting back down in your room and saying, okay, I've been here for two weeks now. Um, Do I like it? What have I done? What haven't I done? Where do I want to go next? Do I want to sit tight or do I want to continue to explore? And not enough of us do that in some sense. I think in in some sense what happens is kind of like the journey um, metaphor uh, or the voyage metaphor or the vacation metaphor, we kind of get stuck in this place and we start to grow roots in it without really thinking about it. And all of a sudden it's get up, do the same thing, go to the same place each day and and life becomes kind of groundhog dish. And I think that's become even more profoundly um, in our face during the pandemic because of these things I talked about earlier, some of our social anchors, our interactive anchors, our even our working um, um, framework. A lot of people have started work from home, and there's some good things about working from home, and there's some challenging things about working from home, especially if you have a family or if you're alone. So. All these things are in the melting pot of, you know, contemplation. And and so when we go back to that metaphor, the idea is to always have this point of reflection. Am I happy where I am? Do I, is it leading me to where I would like to be? Do I have um, my plans, ideas, thoughts about where I want to go, what I want to explore, what I want to see, what I haven't seen, etc., so that I can then move forward on a, on a new day, on a new horizon, on a new thing. Um, if we don't have that, then there is a tendency to get into that rut. And what happens quite often in life and is this kind of do, 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 boom. And then you have the moment where you throw it all away, go berserk, um, you know, have the midlife crisis, et cetera, and then try to find your center point again. And rather than having that kind of approach hit you and, you know, your relationship fragmenting, your relationship with your kids fragmenting, you losing a job, you, all of which can be, um, huge and profound changes that that instigate good things in your life. Um, You can also mitigate the uh, exceptional challenge of those things and still create the same outcomes, uh, i.e. opportunity and potential uh, new direction through being a little bit more constructive about your reflection. Um, And I guess that's my overreaching point is, are you reflecting in a um, structured way um, on a regular basis so that um, you can flow uh, during the other times of your life? Have you created instigating mechanisms, uh, moments of time where it, it, it defines for you or challenges you to, to have that point of reflection? Um, 
And for me, I have those in place. Um, but something like a, a man who is the same age as me, who's um, done some amazing things, uh, having their life taken away from them, seemingly in the middle of um, their most productive moment of life, makes me reflect on, have I actually got to where I want to go? Um, which I don't think we ever do. <laughs> um, we, but I think we always want to have a, a destination, a horizon to work towards. And in having that, then we're constant in constantly in a process of exploration and growth, uh, ever learning, ever seeking, ever exploring this earth and our lives. Um, so I wanted to offer this uh, podcast to the listener as just a, a moment of reflection, a moment of pause as we come into the end of 2021 for you to take the time to, you know, in whatever way you, you do or whatever way you have or whatever way you would like to explore to ask yourself, you know, where am I now? Where do I want to be? Uh, why do I want to get there? And what are the mechanisms I'm going to put in place to do it? And rather than setting New Year's resolutions, uh, establish yourself some some quality habits. And if you have those, good on you. Um, they can always be better. Uh, we can always be, a, you know, 1% better each day. I encourage you to reach for that. I encourage everybody, you know, that this we only get this one life to live and we can get busy living or get busy dying. So I leave you with that. I hope you have a wonderful uh, New Year's Eve and crossing into 2022. I hope you will continue to listen to Leave Your Mark in 2022. I am uh, hopefully reaching out to guests. I have a whole uh, lick of them lined up in January for some great conversations. And hopefully I will continue to explore myself, uh, help you explore you, and bring you some insights that help you see life life differently. Have a great day. Take care. Bye. The reconditioning process is powerful. It's provocative and it has become a sought after capacity in the human performance world. ReconditioningHQ.com has released the R-Pro series, a four-step turnkey process to integrating the worlds of therapy and performance. Four steps, one mission to make you the reconditioning professional everyone wants to work with. The first step is R1 Foundations, and it's recently been turbocharged with the injection of applied neurology. We are extremely excited about what this new capacity is going to do to your ability to solve problems and serve your client. For more information about the R Pro series or any one of our empowering courses, head over to reconditioninghq.com and take advantage of our free five hours video that takes you through our groundbreaking method of improving mobility. Do you let $100,000 walk out of your rehab business every year? If you're like most businesses, you do. Operating your business under a fix or release model drives your client revenue out the door. For less than $10 per day, Isofit's line of strength products can change your revolving door of lost revenue into a flourishing rehab prevention and performance training business. Call them at one 866 2 ISOFIT, I-S-O-P-H-I-T, and strengthen your rehab business bottom line today. 
Matrix Fitness is a global brand of fitness and performance equipment with over 7,000 employees worldwide. Their expertise and capacity in this world are exceptional, with over 500 products that cater to the medical, fitness, and athletic performance markets. But they want to do more than provide product. They want to help you thrive as a performance professional or business person. They are here to help. Whatever your problem might be, they are ready and willing to help you find solutions. Greg Lawler and his team at Matrix can be contacted at teamupwithmatrix.com. And believe me when I say this, they will make a difference in your success. Thanks for joining us today on Leave Your Mark. I hope we've left a mark on you today. And we wish only that you pay it forward by sharing this story, taking the time to rate and comment on this podcast. Please follow us at Twitter at Built by Scott and Instagram at King O'Pain and become a member of this community at Scott G. Livingston on Facebook. Have a great day. Music by Cedric de Saint-Rome.